Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. new episode of Topic Thunder after a win finally after a four game losing streak uh, you can find us on Dash Radio Nothing But Net Station at 4pm Central 5pm Eastern and we are brought to you by the Thrive Fantasy app. Go download the app use promo code OKCTT and you get $10 worth of credit to use for prop bets uh, so you can win yourself some free money alright I'm not alone tonight. I was alone for the jazz loss, which sucked. But I am with my good friend, Jerry, at Gerald Amir. Jerry, how are you on this fine evening? So uh, you said you might find us on OKC Topic Thunder. You may find me running around the streets of Oklahoma City butt naked and not after this W. So uh. <laughs> this, win, this win felt so good because we really needed that. It was just a lot of bad basketball for so long. And then to finally see, after around the second quarter, to see such good basketball consistently from this team and such good defense and shots. I mean, it was it was so refreshing. And uh, I, I can't say enough good things about tonight. I'm just ecstatic. I I tweeted about this, but I'm, I'm going to say it again here. I'm not afraid to admit that I did a few Tiger Woods fist pumps uh, during the second <laughs> half because there was a lot of just exciting moments when we were catching up there because we were down in the first half for pretty much the entire time. So I was just so excited to finally see something good after weeks of nothing. So that was great. And then finally, we can we can announce that the Love's Patch curse is broken. It's over, guys. It's <laughs> Shut over. it down. <laughs> It's over. We finally have won a game with the Loves Patch. We have broken the curse. It's finally done. We can put this whole Hates Patch uh, movement to rest. The movement that we started, we're now ending it. Yeah. So I'm I'm so excited uh, to, to bring you guys a win. And we're going to talk about it here by hooking up the TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. <laughs> All right, so as I alluded to, the first half was not very good. Uh, we got off to 
kind of a slow start, but that's not to say that we had some good ball movement. I, I thought the offense was flying a little bit better. It was just that the shots still were not going down. And credit Raptors defense partly because they were they were going, getting out and contesting our outside shots. They were doing a great job inside. Gasol and Ibaka and Siakam and Leonard, they all were doing well at the rim. So, I mean, credit well, to them. Yeah, the big thing was not only were they making us miss shots, they weren't letting us get second chance points. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it was yeah. one rebound and they ran their offense. So, yeah, the clinic there that first quarter. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the first half stats was the the OKC had 16 rebounds and Toronto had 26. So first half was a plus 10 rebound in their favor. So you could, I mean, seven of those were from Norman Powell, which is just like ridiculous. So you know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta tip the cap to them there. Um, Fun fact, Nerlens Noel actually led the Oklahoma City in rebounds in the first half with four, so another interesting fact there. But they, they yeah. turned it around in the second, but we'll get to that in a minute. So yeah, really just no second chance points. They weren't making a lot of shots, um, even to begin with. And I think the the shooting, let's see, Terrence Ferguson was one of four Ugh. from three, one of five from the field on the first half. Russell Westbrook, three of ten, just not really good, good shooting. Brutal. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, Paul George was shooting well, four of six. So I mean, it wasn't it wasn't all bad, but it just felt like nothing was going in, especially in that first quarter. Um, but finally, Jeremy kind of found his shot in the second half. He really started to pick up in the second, but in the first half, he kind of started to feel it a little bit. Um, but the the main takeaway from this first quarter and this first half is that. Danny Green is just a walking three-point shot. He was <laughs> five of seven at the half for three, and I believe he made his first six shots of the game, and uh, that's just not something you can have. Uh, Pascal Siaka made his first four shots in that quarter, and Danny Green made his first three and would continue on into that second quarter. Um, what was interesting about the second quarter as we get into that is that um, Billy Donovan called a timeout with 18 seconds gone in the second quarter it was a very greg popovich type of thing there was one play called and he immediately called the timeout it was very strange i've never seen it it was actually the fastest timeout at the beginning of a quarter in okc history so uh it was basically after a wait, play where wait is that a fact or are we just shooting from the hip there no no that was a fact i thought i saw that on twitter oh, okay awesome awesome yeah. okay the fastest, <laughs> the fastest timeout yeah it's lit it's 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 a historic moment all right but, uh, all right I can get yeah, it, was very, that. it was very Greg Popovich, though, because he did not like the first play out of the gate. Uh, Toronto just got a very easy basket, and Billy Donovan was like, nope, that's not how we're going to go out here in this second quarter defensively. And it actually worked. Um, they, they clamped down after that. Dennis was doing a great job as well, not just defensively, by the way. He was low-key very good at the end of this game defensively. But he was oh, getting yeah. to the rim a lot. He got some and-ones. He was getting his teardrops to fall. I mean, he he was getting to the rim just like he likes to do and forcing the defense to collapse, which then allowed a lot of outside shooting to, to open up. So that was something I, I love to see. Um, the, the one kind of negative about the second half, or second quarter, excuse me, is that Paul George was uh, playing on two fouls. And so he was trying to play defense on Kawhi, but not really play defense. 
because he didn't want to pick up a third. He wasn't as physical, and Kawhi just took advantage of that. Um, and in that second quarter, he ended up with uh, three of five shooting as well as two free throws to get uh, eight points just in that second quarter. So he was pretty taking advantage of that pretty, pretty nicely. Um, but as we'll see later, Paul George did not end up having as much foul trouble, but somebody else on our team did. Uh, <laughs> but we, I'll say this, with about five and a half minutes left, this was a little bit after when Russ checked back in uh, in the second quarter, we really, really got into a groove. It was either Russ penetrates, kicks out to an open shooter, or Russ gets an open shot for Steven Adams. He was getting open shots for everybody, uh, and he was... When he wasn't doing that, he was making good decisions uh, shooting-wise. He was making layups. He wasn't taking that outside three as much. Uh, it was the, the Russell Westbrook I know and love, but we don't get to see as often, unfortunately. It's my favorite type of Russ, the one that makes good decisions consistently. And we saw that for the last five minutes of the second quarter, which seemed to help, but... When you looked at the scoreboard, it didn't really show because Toronto ended up coming back at the very end, kind of giving them a little bit of a surge. Ended up being 58 to 48 at the half. And the shooting was just ridiculous. They were shooting almost 60% from three, 57% from the field. Just gross. Yeah. <laughs> just gross. Anybody got so an antibiotic good. around here? Jeez. Oh, God. I need one. <laughs> so it was just so many shots. And it wasn't like we weren't defending either. It was just Danny Green's very, very good uh, well, at what he does. One thing that I noticed, man, over the last two games against these guys is like any shot that we took them into, like deep in the shot clock, they just find a way to freaking make it with 15 yeah. hands in their face. Mm-hmm. And it. it they just got our number on that. It seemed like, especially that first half, everything was dropping. Because uh, I just caught about the the butt end of the second right before uh, halftime was what I caught it. You know, on my way home from work. So, um, yeah, that's something that I saw. Though I think it was Kawhi got one, Van Fleet got another. Like, ugh, ugh. they were just shooting lights out, man. Lights stinking out. Man, Fred Van Fleet is like just. I forget about that guy, but he's so good. He's, he's so underrated, man, just because he was so a mid-major underrated. kind of guy. You know, sort of yeah. like Pascal. You know, Pascal, look at this kid. Mm-hmm. This kid is out here hooping. Yeah. And he went to, what, New Mexico State? Mm-hmm. You know, someone in the WAC conference that doesn't get, you know, a lot of love. Nobody even cares it's a, about. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty solid conference, though, if you really look at yeah. it basketball-wise. And um, they put out some good players, you know, a la Paul George. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yep. There's, there's a few others that I can think of. Uh, one by the name of Kawhi Leonard, I believe, also. Um, San Diego so, State, where he went, yep, I believe. Yeah. Yep, San Diego State. And yeah. there, there's there's a good chunk of guys that come out of there, and or, you know, those mid-majors, and do really, really well. And Van Fleet's one of them, man. He's, he's not going to go try to yam on anybody or do anything crazy. He is just fundamental mm. um, as, as hell. And he he makes you pay for it at the end of the day. You know, if you're going to overbite on him or if you're not going to respect his shot, he'll make you pay for it. So yeah. um, he sure as hell did against us these last two games. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But, it, I mean, of course, you know, the, the second half, you know, that's where uh, things get interesting, right? Uh, yeah, in a good way. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys were watching, but... 
uh, we won. And it all started what? just in the third. Yeah, yeah. I know we mentioned it a couple times, but you might have to pinch yourself because everybody's just been nuts. You know what I mean? I My brain the other night, I, I was legitimately exhausted after having to defend our team. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I put myself out there in the fire, guys. And I'm just going to tell everybody right now, once I decide to be on a mountain – I'm going to die on that thing, okay? So don't even try, because I'm just going to die on it. I will argue <laughs> you until I die. That's how serious mm. I am. I've been this way since I was umpteen years old, five years, six mad. years old. Yeah, it drives my mom nuts, because she taught me how to do that. Uh, you know, question everything she said, ask questions, and uh, don't let anyone take away your voice. So uh, I'm just saying... Still, your certified homer over here, regardless mm-hmm. of whatever's going on wins, losses, postseason, offseason, preseason. I'm going to support my squad, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, speaking of the squad, I'm sorry, I just had to get that out, Matt. No, that, you're good. This wow. has been a lot on my chest this past week. We needed we needed a moment to get this out, and we're yeah, time than a win. I mean, just it, it feels great to know that. We can crap the bed at home so many times because th- that was the part of the this tough schedule that we had, you know, this end of March going into April mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, OK, well, you know, we're, we're going to end up being at home a couple of games. That'll help. Right. Mm-hmm. Womp, womp. But <laughs> to, to, to go up to Toronto and do this was was just great. So uh, I'm done venting there. Uh, so let's get <laughs> on with this third quarter. Uh, so as mentioned, uh, we're down. 10 you know right there at the uh at half so we come out run a pretty nice little play you know get a stop and you know steve starts us off and he was just pretty silent tonight all the way around but whenever we truly needed him he was there in pivotal moments man mm-hmm. uh so you know we just we just started chipping away here you know we pulled all the axe out like abe lincoln sharpened it and uh we were ready that's what we did at halftime you know that old uh what's that old story about him uh oh you know what i'm talking about where you know if him and a guy get an act or a tree cutting contest he's gonna spend the first hour sharpening his axe oh no i thought you were talking about washington and the tree that he got down <laughs> no that's a different one yeah little little uh history and story lesson there yeah, um but that's what we did one. We, we started sharpening our axe here and getting it ready to cut the head off this raptor in the fourth quarter. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it got serious. It got real <laughs> serious real quick. <laughs> but, of course, uh, you know, the first part of this third quarter, it really just went back and forth. You know, we'd make a little bit of a run, and yeah. they would score right back again. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like we would have one really, really great defensive, you know, effort, and then the very next, you know, opportunity to be on defense we would just give up an easy one and it it was sort of like that for a good little chunk you know we pretty much stayed down anywhere from 10 to 12 points the the whole third until and I say until Russell just inserted a bunch of energy here right about the uh the eight minute mark he ends up hitting a really long three-pointer so it cinches the the lead up to nine at this point with about eight minutes left and it just keeps getting better. You know, this is like fine wine over here. We play just great defense. There was multiple charges that we were able to take. 
Um, Kawhi, he, he has a bad habit of not looking where he's going. It seems like on defense, like he knows where he wants to go and he's just trying to get his body there and yeah, uh, moving. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we were taking advantage of that. It was, it was really, really nice. Russ was all over the place, man. He had that, that, uh, play on the floor where he pretty much picked somebody's pocket and dived down and he was on the floor wrestling. Yeah. I you think know. that was that was the play. I think that was on Siakam. I was going to say yep. a pivotal moment to me was when Siakam got shut down, which was shut down mainly by Russ, which was a crazy move. I mean, I thought that was a mismatch for all eternity on the Raptors. I mean, that, that felt like he could just go at a smaller dude and get whatever he wanted. But Russ actually stopped him enough times to where they kind of switched their offense up. Yep. And they try to do other things. Because before that, it was literally just, all right, dribble the ball to the side wherever Siakam's on and then throw it down to the post <laughs> and just like let him do whatever he wants to do. And it worked. Two dribble, hook shot, it, yeah. It worked every time And on Wednesday. I mean, he got 33 points. He was unstoppable. And it seemed yep. like going like right until about the eight-minute mark in the third quarter, it felt like that was going to happen again because it was the same thing. Like you just said, like they would get – down to a four to six point lead and they go to 11 points and then it would be like seven point lead and then go back to 15 points. So it would just be back and forth. It was because we couldn't get enough stops, but that yep. Siakam, that Siakam stop where we could didn't allow him to do whatever he wanted was just enough to tweak their offensive game plan to something else that we could handle. And yep. from then on, it was much easier. I thought, so that to me was a huge moment in this game. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, we ended up crapping the bed there for a little bit, you know, with about five, six minutes left, right? We went on a drought because we, we cut this thing down to eight with about seven minutes left. And there was another run by the Raptors. I mean, they went on a 5-0 run just real fast. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, geez, man, like what's going on? They just extend this thing back out to 10 all over again. Yeah. yeah. And I, I believe, <clears throat> I, I forget what the pivotal play was here, you know, after that. Uh, I feel like it was, we had a, was, there was a Dennis three point shot somewhere around like four minutes. I want to say now. Maybe yeah. Yeah. But, but, but then between was, all that, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, between all that, though, we, we actually played really bad offense. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, our defense was was staying consistent there and really um, making it tough on them. But our yeah. offense just died there for a little bit until, you know, it's about four minutes left. And it was actually a Terrence Ferguson three is what it was. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we ended up cutting this lead to four. And we just keep on rolling. You know, they get it back out to seven with about three minutes left. And after that, we just, we, the Schroeder, it was a shredder chain, actually. It was about two minutes and 30 seconds left. So uh, he hits that three, cuts it to four, and pretty much Siakam turns it over. One thing I noticed with Siakam, you were were mentioning his size and other things like that. With a smaller guy on him, the hands are a little bit quicker. And where he dribbles the ball, that's pretty much right in their line of sight. I think he has problems with guys that are a little bit smaller. Yes, he'll be able to, you know, if you get him on, if he gets you on the butt, you know, if he puts you on his butt, it's a wrap. But if yeah. he's trying to face you up, no, let him do that all day long. Do right. not let him put you on the butt. And, and one thing that 
Um, I would hope that we gain from this as far as maybe experience if we meet them later on in the playoffs, uh, which would be the finals. Uh, just mm-hmm. got to throw that out there, you know, get the positivity rolling now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> or at least let me feel good tonight, guys. Yeah. Don't crap on my whole night, okay? We're going to take this win and, and use it as much as we can. Time well, it, it, and I'm going to mention something that was actually in the post game with PG here in a minute, uh, but we're going to get there first. And, you know, we just keep on going. Keith comes in after, you know, Pascal turns it over is what it was. Yeah, uh, it was a good offensive Keith, foul call by, like, PG set made that offensive foul call on Siakam, which was huge. Yep, yep. And it, after that, the guy was out of the game, like, mentally. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. He really was. That that was it right there. Yeah. Just because he, he had a bunch of turnovers, a bunch of just really bad uh, uh, possessions, you know, individually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Keith hits this three. Russell goes down. We finally have the lead again. You know, I'm sitting there just going nuts on my couch, screaming mm-hmm. at everything. And, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> going nuts. So uh, we end up in this quarter. And, you know, after it's all said and done, we got a three-point lead heading into the fourth. And as what we would have thought we might have did, did versus what we did, we didn't give up the lead here. We just kept this thing chugging, man. And it, it was great to see because it was consistent defense from what we started seeing in the third. We were still hitting shots. We put up, what, 23s tonight? You know, not put up, but we made 23s yeah. tonight. Uh, we really shrink their their ability to get to the free throw line. And whenever we did get there, we would end up, you know, really taking some, uh, taking advantage of it. Uh, as you said, you know, in that first half, Dennis was sort of in his bag, him and PG were actually eight for 13 for the first half. And Dennis, yeah, Dennis just, he was in his bag, man. Just like you said, he, mm-hmm. he made that defense, Pretty much, he he put him on a string the whole game. It is what it ended up being, and nobody knew what he was gonna do, what he wasn't gonna do, and he he hits a lot of really clutch jumpers uh, in this thing. Oh yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Six, six for nine in the second half, two of four from three, and had five rebounds, six assists. So you know that's on pace for a triple double if he's doing that yeah. all game. So, but yeah. I was also gonna say the fourth quarter, like. Yeah, we were we were doing fine, and I mean we were up by three, like you said, at the end of the quarter. But there was a play. They they really got the first punch in that first bit of the fourth quarter because they ended up tying at eighty eight, and then there was a play where it was a three on one for the OKC, and Jeremy Lin was the only guy back. And Paul George ended up getting an offensive foul. And to me, that play felt like a big turn against us at first because it was yeah. like we had an easy bucket, three on one. You should get a shot every time, no matter what, especially with Jeremy Lin. He's not very big. So, yeah. I mean, the fact that he got a turnover basically was huge to me. And yeah. it ended up being that they made a shot on the next play and took the lead again. So I was incredibly worried. But like you said, Schroeder just did what Schroeder does. He came back, tied it up 90-90. Nice little pull-up jump shot like he does. And yep. and just from there, I don't think we ever lost the lead again. I mean, it was 93-90. No, we didn't. Left. So it we was, didn't. after that, yeah. it was smooth sailing. It was great. Well, I, I wouldn't call it smooth. There were some choppy scenes. It was, I, I, I will say I was uh, that was the longest five minutes of gameplay of my entire life. 
just waiting oh, yeah. for that clock to hit zero. zero. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's what we wait for, right, is is to finally see that zero zero, and, and we're, oh, we're yeah. on the high side, you know, as old uh, uh, Matt Pinto would say on the radio. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, one thing that, that – and I didn't get a good look at this. Did you see the, the Serge Ibaka tip-in? Was that an offensive – uh interference would you say or was that clean which tip in it was it was the one where oh let me see who missed the shot it was um Kawhi Leonard misses a a layup but it was sort of sitting on the rim still that's the one that that put them up to and yeah I don't know I I didn't get a good look at it actually I remember I think I was taking notes or something and I missed the shot uh okay so I, I didn't really get a good look at it Okay, yeah, that was that was the last lead they had. Was that tip in? Yeah, because on at that point I was having to switch between my radio and the TV at that point. Yeah, and Pinto was like, "That's offensive goaltending," and and Ooh. Pinto was like, "Like, yes, he's our announcer, but he like calls everybody out on our team whenever they're mm-hmm. doing something. Like, he's he's biasly unbiased a lot. Yeah, <laughs> if that I love makes that. sense. I love that. Um, and he uh, he said that, so it just sort of concerned me. I didn't get another look at it because I didn't get see, you know get the replay. Uh, but as you said, you know we just didn't really lit up on this thing. Uh, you know Kawhi, it sort of worried me. You know Schroeder gets blocked by Surge there. To me, seemed like it fell on his chest. He didn't maybe know where he was at on the floor, so he was just trying to toss it out, hit it off somebody, whatever the case is. Ref got another idea, decided to call a tech on him. And that was a tough call. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course, Kawhi goes down and hits the, the free throw. And then I'm like, oh, crap, it's a two-point game. Mm-hmm. And our boy PG just comes back through, man. Like, whenever we needed Bucket. him tonight, he was there. Oh, yeah. All the way. Um, and, yeah. and we go on a nice run here. I mean, we go on like a 11-0 run, I believe. Right through this little stretch. Yeah. Uh, and this is all within like two minutes, three, two and a half minutes that we go on an 11 row run. And I just, I just want to stop there real quick and say, whenever, it, and a lot of you probably heard me say this, because I, I, I'll beat it until it's dead, because it will never be dead. Uh, defense, rebounding, and free throws will win you games, especially with us and the way that we get out in transition. And we'll we don't let defenses get set. Yeah, yeah, that helps. Yeah. Uh, but just the fact that that we didn't allow them to get set, get ready for whatever onslaught that we planned on going at them, and they just mm-hmm. couldn't they couldn't figure us out. Uh, that's just the the way that it was tonight. Anytime that they thought we were going to shoot a three, we would drive in on them. Uh, anytime that they thought we were going to drive, they left us wide open. So it was just. <coughs> to me a beautiful thing tonight as far as the way that like i said we were able to keep them on the strings uh it did get as close as four uh Mm -hmm. and that was about two minutes left and you know that it's crunch time you know at this point and when we needed it we made our free throws i mean just like you said right there it's it's something that i don't know what it is about russell like that first quarter he will miss you can put him on the line 20 times and he'll miss 10 of them uh but you put him in that fourth quarter and in crunch time, he'll just make them. He, and I don't get it. <laughs> he just continues I, to do it. <laughs> I feel like I said that on a on a uh, a recap at one point, and I remember I said it, and he immediately missed the next shot. So I <laughs> in my statement. But I, yeah, you're exactly right. He's he 
there's like this mental block in his head where he like only can make shots when they're super important but if it's like a casual free throw then he won't make it it's such a bizarre casual casual yeah, free like, throws a term yeah, like, that, I, that it, I never hear no yeah it's not a real <laughs> thing but in his mind i feel like it's like oh it's the first quarter it doesn't matter no I, yeah i get what you're saying i get what you're saying but in my mind as as a basketball lover and someone that played for years yeah. it's just like it's, it's a point is a point is a point no matter where you get it's, it at in the game it's bizarre that that happens every game but yeah he's so clutch at free throws at the end of the game and and one other thing that I want to just highlight from this quarter another part that really got me worried was when Grant fouled out because he was he was playing <sighs> so well dude like he I think let me pull up his uh total shooting numbers tonight he was not even a shooting I'm not even gonna give him on his shooting well tonight. no but dude he was, was five of eight. he was five of eight from three oh yeah That's yeah no he played a hell of a game I was but so... what I'm saying his defense was clutch tonight. yeah yeah, we, and, and I, I was so worried, too, because we subbed in uh, Schroeder, basically, to the lineup. And I was I was so worried that that smaller lineup wasn't going to be able to handle Siakam and Leonard on the floor at the same time with Gasol. Yeah. But somehow they they survived, and not only survived, they, they extended their lead, uh, ended up winning by more than four points, which was about what the lead was uh, when he fouled out. So, I mean, yeah. it seemed like every time that... I was worried there was no reason to be because they, they just kind of like took the punches and rolled with them and ended up winning 116-109 after, like you said, some very clutch rust free throws. Leonard made a three-point shot there with like 20 seconds left and then Van Bleed wow, tried wow. as well. Yeah. But, but, you know, nothing not, – it was too late at that point. It was 10 seconds left. They couldn't come back. And that, my friends – is a Thunder W, 116-109. Quickly going through some of our favorite stats. Um, like I said, Jeremy Grant, my gosh, he needed this night offensively. Five of eight from three. He'd been so inconsistent from from you know a shooting perspective, having a 20-point game, his career high one night, and then just having an atrocious game the next night shooting-wise. It was great to see him back on like a positive note, and we'll, you know, hopefully he continues that and it's not still inconsistent but i you know it's good to actually see his shooting back at least for tonight when we needed it because those three-point shots are just so clutch when when you're trying to drive and kick out like that so great great job for grant and then schroeder four of seven as well he from three he was great shooting 10 of 16 it's 16 shots but it was i mean i'm fine with that because of the way he was playing so Uh, you put up he almost got a triple double he did, yeah. He had seven assists, six rebounds. I mean, he was... And I'm putting that in air quotes just because it's Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. I mean, um, most, most of those assists and rebounds were in the second half, too. So if he had played, yeah. you know, like a full amount of time as a, as a point guard, he would have probably gotten pretty close. But Russell yeah. Westbrook did get a triple-double. He had 13 oh, yeah. assists, 12 rebounds, uh, and 18 points. So ho-hum, another triple-double, another win. What else can yeah. you expect from this Thunder team? So... And might I, before you say, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say three turnovers by Russell Westbrook. That to me is a win. That's huge. That's, that's just huge right there. And that's the one thing that I was actually about to mention is the fact that he didn't give it up eight times, you know, like he did in that previous game or I think the sixth, the previous game before that, it might've been more than that actually, but it, it just wasn't good. And, and, 
I think Billy Billy did something a little bit differently tonight. It felt like, um, you know, we worked hard on the guys that we could work hard on, right? Because Kawhi put up 37 on us, you know. Mm. Siakam had 25. Danny Green got 19 on us. But if you mm. look at the rest of their lineup, man, we just handled business. I mean, Marcus Gasol shot one shot tonight. Yeah. One shot the whole night. He was 100%, so I guess he's going to help his uh, – one for one. <laughs> yeah. Help that percentage out a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was uh, it, it was just a, a great team effort. I mean, you, you go down the starters with our guys, pretty consistent scoring. I mean, 28 from P, 19 from JG. Or Steve only had nine. He actually got out-rebounded by Dennis, which I thought was pretty hilarious. Um but Steve, Steve is like just the offensive rebounder at this point. Four of yeah. five rebounds were off. Exactly. Rebounds. <laughs> yeah. It's he like care. Uh, he doesn't care on the defensive end. He knows somebody else is going to get it. Well, and, and something that was frustrating to me because we still got out rebounded this game. And I yeah. saw it. There was a couple of plays that happened. I believe it was in the third, maybe the fourth. Where like, you're just not putting your butt on somebody. Like right, that's, right. that's the number one rule of when a shot goes up. I don't care what age of basketball that you, that you grow up in putting your rear end on somebody is the very first thing. Whenever you Rebound see the ball. Yeah. No, it's just basketball. One Oh one. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing has to do with it. It's literally not even a skill. Yeah. Okay. And Paul George was also not doing well in that end. I'll say I, I saw a couple instances where his defensive rebounds were, his defensive box outs, I should say, were pretty atrocious. So, well, because he just he he expects everybody to go back on defense against yeah, them, right? Yeah, and, and he's such a good defender too that you don't want to really slide him for anything. But I feel like that's his weak point defensively is boxing out and getting the rebound. And I'm not going to just peg it on him as a team. Yeah. Like, put your butt on somebody, man. Yeah. Like, it is it is seriously that easy. If you look at how teams play us all a lot of the times. I mean, they literally have four people creating a wall around that basket just so Steve-O or anybody else doesn't come in there and just rip that thing away. And uh, I, I just hope we get this sort of out of our system now, right? And and yeah. maybe that physicality and all those things. Because I, I honestly can't even remember the last time that we out-rebounded a team. Uh, I feel yeah. like it's been forever. And to go from a team that that's – been rebound heavy right that over all these years just not this season you know previous to all-star break but before that uh it's it's frustrating for me because like i said coming from somebody that that coached at you know different little levels and and played like that's literally just you finding a guy and making sure that you put his butt on him if he looks like he's going to come towards the basket that's it um but we did you know what it took to win you know 23 pointers you know we can't we yeah, can't expect that, that every night we can't expect that every night though yeah, and that was big and then i also think the turnovers that was big yeah. of course 21 turnovers quiet eight turnovers i mean that's that's like russell westbrook level turnovers some nights so i mean that's like that's like the stuff that really carried us because like you said the rebounds weren't there i think it was turnovers the fact that we just were able to make so many threes and shoot some main threes, and also free throws. We went 12 of 14 from the free throw line. So that's, I mean, that's big. Uh, you know, take, take, if you take it down to our normal, like, 
some nights we had like 50 or 60%. Like the last Toronto game, we were literally 51% from the free throw line. So if you do that tonight, that game's a lot closer than it should be at the end of the game. So yeah, yeah. Well, big, big, big moment for that. that and, and something that I think is huge and it's starting to get a little bit more normal. Like, so tonight, we got shot, outshot, you know, field goal percentage, 44. I'll, I'll roll it up to 45% uh, to their 50%. But we generated 16 more shots than them and got out-rebounded. What? Like, yeah. what? It, it was a turnover, just as you mentioned there, you know. Yeah. And, and we actually didn't score off of turnovers as much as they did and had way less than them. Mm. It, it was you look at this this team stats and all this other goods in certain parts of this you're like how did the thunder win and just like you said man that three point line saved us it, it truly truly did uh at the right time i mean we got it we had to quit sliding you know i felt like that you know whenever you're playing mario kart someone throws out that stupid banana and you slip on it and Ooh, you can't get back dude. on course yeah and then you run into another one, like literally you, you yeah. gain traction and then you run into another one. And, and it's you like, can't stop crack. yourself. Yeah. And, and, it, and like, then it's like, you know, it's coming and you're like, I need a turn, but I can't cause I'm so sliding and you just run right into it. <laughs> well, no. And, and then you go back to that Wednesday game and that felt like the red shell just right in our behind, right? Like somebody just shot that red shell and hit us. And it, it really was. You know the overtime. The overtime of that game felt like the blue shell, where you know it's coming. Just piled out, and you're like, "God dang it! I know it's coming. I can't do anything about it." Uh, and then you just get smacked, and it's over. <laughs> Man, you guys are always in store for some great metaphors with me over here. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, sorry, great game. No, I'm yeah. just saying, great freaking game. Yeah. I, I'm happy of our guys. And one thing I just want to point out just real quick, PG after the game gets a interview by Leslie and says, Hello, Leslie. yeah, he made a few comments, you know, one, he said, that's who we need to be tonight. We need to get a little bit more motion and everything. Uh, we need to show up on defense and uh, let our ISO stars, whenever the point calls for it to, to take advantage and take over in these games and then he he made the, the his last little comment there was uh, I'm trying to quote this correctly here. It was this is the type of win, and I'm getting this wrong, but this one should catapult us. I know that word was used, catapult, uh, yeah. in the right yeah. direction here. So yeah. I think that after this win, this is going to sort of be a locker room changer to go into Toronto, somebody who is a top team in the East, who just busted your butt in OT, you know, back at home. And I, I just think it's it's I'm with Paul here. Uh you know, I think this is going to catapult us in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. And man, I hope I hope we get Leslie on the show one day. She's like one of my favorite favorite gals out there for Oklahoma City. Um, also, my wife. Side, I no, hold what? on. I I got to tell this story to my Thunder Nation out here. So, me and my wife have an agreement. Um, the only woman I can leave her for. <laughs> Is Leslie McCaslin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, the only one and she can't be mad at me. She would just sign uh, the papers and let me go. Who's uh, the, who's her guy? <laughs> uh hers, so Russell, of course. She has multiple. I only get one, but she gets multiple. Typical one. What? Woman, right? That's not fair. Hey, I'll I'll live with it. 
I'll live with it. Uh, You know, Russell, PG, um, she loves Jeremy a lot. Uh, So those are her three that that she gets to choose from. And uh, I'll stick with my Leslie because I've I've been in love with Leslie for years. Like, not in a creepy, yeah, Helga Pataki way. But I just love the way that she... um, comes at the game and and she's always bubbly even like the crappiest situations like she makes it sound better i just like the i like her relationship with russ i think that's really cool well just with the organization yeah yeah and the organization in general but also as an aside uh on twitter i got her i convinced her to nickname her newborn daughter kiwi i I can dig it (laughs) honestly kiwi sounds like a cute name like it's it's you know it's like something you could I could see a daughter being nicknamed Kiwi. So I really hope she names her that or like nicknames her that. Cause then I can credit myself for it. Cause on Twitter, that's she. I gave her the idea and I'm so proud of that. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Leslie does that. And hopefully she's one day, I guess on this podcast. Cause she's, she's the dopest. So anyway, moving on, uh, let's, let's get into our player of the game. This was a hard one. We talked about this a lot before the, podcast there was a lot of good players that played well tonight schroeder played well jeremy played well pg always you know gets his points but there was one gate guy tonight that brought the energy at the right times and he is our player of the game Westbrook is our the Brody. The game. He had a triple double, as we said. Uh, 18 points, 12 rebounds, 13 assists. His shooting was not great, as usual, but I'm fine with that because it just seems to work for some reason this year. But I will say, of the games I've seen recently, this one was the best in terms of his decision making, um, in terms of like how he brought his energy. He wasn't too chaotic. He wasn't getting technicals left and right. And one other thing I will say as a funny aside, I noticed today that when he disagreed with a call, he's now starting to argue with the other players and not the refs. So whenever <laughs> there was a bad foul on yep. Siakam, he started arguing arguing with Siakam that that was a bad call instead of the yep. refs. And I think that's brilliant. <laughs> That's a brilliant move because you can't get a technical if you just argue with a player. If you're not, you know, the ref yeah. doesn't care if you're not talking to him. So I'm like, you know what, Russ? Just keep doing that. Just don't get any technicals well, anymore. Just argue your 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 butt off against the opposing player and just let it all out if you need to. I'm fine with that. No, and I caught this actually at the end of the game. Uh, him and uh, uh, there was a there's a foul call somewhere. I, I forget where it was at exactly, but uh, Russell and Van Fleet were going at it. And Van Fleet said something along the lines of uh, I'm, I, and I'm having to read mouths. I'm pretty sure he said something about like, aren't you chasing that triple double? And Russ Ooh. goes, I already got it. <laughs> and it was the best thing ever. <laughs> That's so, so funny. Cause like in the game, he knows what his stats are. That's so funny. <laughs> and, <laughs> but his yeah. energy tonight is what did it for us um, at the oh, end yeah. of it that's what that's what earned him that that player of the game oh yeah but, <laughs> but like i said there was a lot of players that uh, played well so we gotta we gotta give it our tip of the cap at least to them so 
we're gonna as also discuss um, in this win tonight our our unit. We're supposed to be a unit. <sighs> All right, so like I said, there was a lot of great players tonight, and so we have to put them all in the unit. Uh, first of all, Russell Westbrook, other player of the game, is in the unit. We've also got Dennis Schroeder points tonight. Uh-oh. Hold on. There we go. Can you hear me? Sorry, my USB unplugged. I'll have to cut that out now. Okay. B-roll time. Okay. What was I at? Dennis Schroeder? What did, what did you hear me? Okay. I'll just start with Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, also with a great game. He ended up with 26 points off of the bench. 10 of 16 shooting, as we've mentioned many times already. And then we had Jeremy Grant. What a shooting night. We've already mentioned that as well. Ended up with 19 points. Paul George, always having a Paul George night with 28 points. 50% from the three-point line, 53% from the field. And Steven Adams as our big five-man. Four of nine shooting. Nine points. Did not have a lot of rebounds, but four of those were huge offensive rebounds. So those five are our player, or sorry, not a player of the games, but our unit of the game. Just a huge, so real big, quick, big real unit. quick, yeah, yeah, real quick. This unit, right? That that we're talking about here with Dennis Schroeder because he got a block. Also, had a total of six blocks tonight with one of them coming from Russell in the clutch too. Uh, so yeah, we, we held a block party in Toronto and block none party. of the Raptors fans were invited. Damn. We also have eight steals <laughs> to, to go with that as well. And the plus minuses were fantastic for Westbrook, Schroeder and Adams Westbrook with plus 18 Schroeder with plus 17 and Adams with plus 10. So a great unit overall. What a flipping game that was, man. I am just so excited to finally, for what seems like forever, be able to podcast a game on a win. It's so much better because I now know that there's more people listening because I know that I don't want to listen to Thunder podcasts after a loss because who wants to hear a bunch of dudes talk about a crappy game when you can hear a bunch of dudes talk about a good game? Which is like unless it's me, then I need you guys to keep on listening. It gives me confidence. (laughs) This is your first. This is your first podcast on a win, right? No, no, I've I've been on them with you guys, right? Uh I have the terrible solo record, is what it is. My solo record alone is zero and four right now. So, um, I think personally. I'm going to try to avoid solo pods the rest of the season because I am very <laughs> uh, superstitious and That's, we're coming in I, crunch time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not a superstitious man myself, but I, I, if you were superstitious, I could see why that's a thing you would do. So, I mean, you do you, man, but you know, appreciate you, but you know what? Like as long as we have all of us on the pods when, when we can, I'm fine with that. I just, you know, as long as we can all share in the wins and the losses, 
it's fine with me. And thank you all for listening, by the way. You know, even yeah. the people that listen when we lose. Uh, you guys are amazing. And thank you all for your support. By the way, speaking of that, we are now at a thousand followers on Twitter. It is huge milestone. Claps around. Thank Major you, guys. What a, That's huge. What a, That's huge. Let me tell you. What a huge milestone for us. And just, I love the support that we get from, especially from Twitter and more recently Reddit. I mean, we're just getting a lot of, of great positive vibes, even when we're having a rough time during the this bad stretch. So again, thank you all. We can thank Positivity Porcupine for that. By the way, Mask he is a culture changer. Yeah. Yes. I, he was posted in the group chats earlier, uh, or the game day group chat. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. Maddie. And uh, there was probably, I, I went in there and I think there was about 15 Positivity Porcupines in there. So it's a it. movement. Uh, yeah. You oh. might as well jump on the bandwagon now, guys. Yeah. Positivity Porcupine is taking over Twitter. Get on the bandwagon now while it's still fresh, hot, and ready, like like a five dollar pizza from uh, Papa John's. So no, what? Papa John's are like fifteen dollars, man. It's Little Caesars, you rich child. Oh yeah, Little Caesars. I forget that Little Caesars is only in Oklahoma. It's not here in North Carolina, so I didn't know if people would get that oh, reference. Sorry, five dollar. Sorry, you don't get to eat cardboard with sauce on it. Sorry, dude. Little Caesars was my childhood, man. That was that was that was dope. It's not the same. Dope. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Um, uh, speaking of Twitter, you can find us at OKC Topic Thunder. If you haven't already followed us, you're you've missed out because you're not one of the first one thousand. Because we've already got our first one thousand, but you can still follow us because we have infinite spots for you. Um, we always live tweet the games. One of us will be on that on the Twitter machine, uh, doing our thing, uh, and then we also have some special guests coming up. Um, one of them we've already announced, Andrew Schlecht of Down to Dunk, one of the great Thunder Twitter uh, members, an old school man. Uh, man, Drew. Man, Drew. <laughs> he will be he will be joining us tomorrow, and we will be releasing that this weekend. And you can actually find it on our Dash Radio Nothing But Network uh, uh, episode on Monday. Yep. So if you miss the podcast, tune into that on Dash Radio. You can hear Andrew uh, it, with the crew, um, and that'll be an excellent interview. He's always a fun guy to have around. And then we have another guest we have yet to announce, but you might have seen him. I want to do it. Don't do it. I want to do gonna it. I'm going to give you all a hint. You see him sometimes on Fox Sports Oklahoma during Thunder Games. So think about who you might see there. Think about who it might be. And, it's Russell uh, Westbrook, guys. It's Russell Westbrook. That's a joke. We got Russell Westbrook. <laughs> we got Paul George. <laughs> Paul George and Russell Westbrook are coming onto our podcast. I'm they actually DM'd. They actually DM'd us. They were like, "Guys, we, we really want to be on this podcast." And we we're like, "I mean," and we were like, "Guys, I don't know if we can, we can fit you in. We've got fit a you lot. In. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. We're kind of busy." And they're like, "Please, please let us. I beg you." And they're all right. <laughs> just kidding guys it's not it's not worth freaking paul george but one day it's another guy but you'll find out soon because we'll announce it on twitter so stay tuned for that so we've got a lot of guests lined yep, up yep. so if you're on itunes please subscribe and get those noties so you can hear the pod when it drops if you're on other uh podcast platforms subscribe however you can subscribe there 
so you get the notifications because when those pods drop, they're going to be hot and fresh like a five dollar Little Caesars pizza. So you need there we go. Them. He got the right pizza place. You need to get those. You need to get them hot and fresh. So don't miss out. Um, and yeah, that's that's all we got. No. So, so real quick before we jump up off of here, yeah. I'm actually going to relate our hot and freshness. Mm-hmm. We're like a Krispy Kreme donut just mm-hmm. coming off the wheels, okay? Man, I need Krispy Kreme. We just melt. In my life. I haven't had one in oh. They're amazing, yeah. especially when they're hot off the press. So uh, just like Krispy Kreme, we're hot off the press and we're amazing. <laughs> um, you can also find us on Anchor. Uh, yeah. so don't forget to go there. We got the voicemails. Yeah. We want to hear them guys. Like I understand it's been a rough stretch and I'm there with you. Um, but let your freaky flag fly and, and leave us a voicemail. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, I think we forgot to mention the time that Andrew's actually going to be on the dash radio episode. It's five Eastern four central. central. Yeah. No. Uh, we always have a, a misconstrued notion of what time zone we're in since we're all over the place. It's hard to keep going. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that, man, you got anything else? That's it, man. Just, you know, if you're on if you're on your way back home from work early, just tune in to Dash Radio, listen to some some, some Thunder Talk. We'll have a great interview. Uh, I'm assuming it's a great interview. It is yet to happen yet, but it will be a great interview. And you know what? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's all I got tonight. So, uh, with that, I'm, we're going to sign off tonight. What a win. Again, a seven-point win, 116-109. In On the road. In Toronto. Mm-hmm. And uh, t- our next game up. What is our next game up, Jerry? Do you remember? I- uh, it is going to be Monday night, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Against. Oh, man. Why am I having a brain fart right now? Hold up. Hold on. I don't remember. No. It was right at the tip of my brain. I, That's terrible. Memphis? No. No. Hold, Hold on. on. I got it. I got it. Hold on. Schedule. Ugh. It's Memphis. I lied. Oh, I got it. Nice. <laughs> All right. So that's a must win. So yep. let's hope our next Memphis podcast is the win. We're going we're gonna to be playing a tanking Memphis team on Monday night. So that will be our next game recap. But before that, we'll have some great interviews. So stay tuned for that. Um, once again, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Matt Tierney at Prime Netherlands. That was Jerry at Gerald Amir. Uh, and you can find us again at OKC Topic Thunder. With that, thank you for listening and Thunder Up! Thunder Up! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.